Ready, Guru and Wiz on this sunny Wednesday. Uh, we are back to talk more team summaries. Uh, Wiz, how are you today? Doing good, doing good. How about yourself? Yeah, doing okay. You know, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier and, uh, you know, some interesting setups for uh, for, for the season. Um, and, and hopefully we do have a season, but we're seeing uh, players test positive on the PGA Tour, caddies test positive. So, so the interesting kind of setups for how the season's going to kind of potentially play out. Um, you know, I think a lot to be determined still. I, I did see that we, uh, we have some semblance of a baseball season that's going to get played. But, uh, you know, you and I are here to talk football, and we are trying to press on with, uh, with the notion that football is going to happen this year. Yeah, I think, uh, I, I think every, everybody who's in a, in a fantasy football league should, you know, really start having meetings soon and, and, and try and figure out what they want to do, how they want to run their league, um, starting with an auction, um, you know, is, you know, if you want to do a live auction, how would that work? What would that look like? Is it going to go to an online auction? Um, uh, or, or if you're doing a snake draft, a live snake draft, or is that going to go to online? So, you know, how are you going to run your league? And then you have got to start making plans on, uh, what your league is going to do uh, with rosters in the event on game day that, you know, one of your players tests positive, which at this point seems like it's kind of an inevitability that that will take place. So we were just talking about that. And uh, I think that's something that we we need to probably dedicate an entire podcast to just talking about that uh, the possibilities and uh, and different aspects of it and uh, and potential things that each we can do. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll do that in our next episode. Uh, now that I think about it, because my my gears are grinding at the moment. Um, and seeing this, I think you've pointed out you'd love you had pointed this out before. You'd love to see with baseball and basketball getting them started so that the so the NFL has some some framework to kind of work off of. Um, so, and I, and I think it's becoming increasingly important. So I've, I've been having discussions earlier, earlier today, uh, with a few different people. And, and I think this is something that we definitely have to hit on. Yep. And I don't know if you saw, but, uh, seen Tom Brady, uh, held a little bit of a workout with, uh, some of his teammates, uh, <laughs> saw some video of that yesterday and, uh, you know, uh, hopefully, uh, football marches on and, uh, we're able to have sports and, uh, We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with baseball. Even though I have to say I am a little bit dubious about what is going to take place in baseball, but we will. We will see. So, who's uh, who, which team is on the agenda for this podcast? Okay, so uh, for this one, we have the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, who were the owners of the number one pick in the NFL draft this year, coming off an extremely disappointing season. Uh, Injuries to their players, their their long their long standing quarterback uh, Andy Dalton moves to a backup role in Dallas, so uh, the Joe Burrow era has started in Cincinnati. So I'm gonna I'm gonna swing this to you, um, and I know you liked Ryan Finley. So they have two young quarterbacks. Ryan Finley will back up Joe Burrow. It's a really unfortunate circumstance that these guys are not able to kind of work out uh, the way they normally would. In a, in, in a football season where you weren't uh, dealing with a pandemic. And Zach Taylor, uh, the former uh, QB coach for the Rams, 
uh, in his second year as the head coach of the Cincinnati Bengals. So why don't we start at the top here? Uh, Joe Burrow, what are you expecting from this player? Was he worthy of that number one pick? And is this, you know, is this going to be an offense in which Burrow is going to be able to take this team as soon as this year? Because he's he's the one rookie quarterback that's going to be thrust into playing really from day one. Yeah, I mean, I like Joe, Joe Burrow a lot. There are a lot of things to like about him. And even one thing that even, you know, makes makes him more attractive to me as a fantasy football player is the fact that our uh, friend John McKenna <clears throat> thinks that Joe Burrow is going to be an absolute bust. And the last time that he was right about a player prediction, the players in the NFL wore leather helmets. So, so uh, on to Burrow, a lot of things like he's got some interesting qualities. He's got some calmness and coolness in the in the pocket. I know I've heard some comparisons to the great Joe Montana. I wouldn't anoint him uh, that yet, but he's got skills. And what I also like is uh, season. Uh, working with Joe Brady, uh, you know, who came from the Saints in an NFL offense, I think gives him kind of a head start. I like him. I love the way he reads defense. I love his, I love his competitiveness. I love that he could put the ball down and, and, and pick up a first down if he has to with his legs. Um, his accuracy is good. I say the one aspect of his game, which isn't perfect or great or, you know, uh, up there is his deep ball throws, uh, the velocity on it isn't superb, but a lot of things to like about Joe Burrow. Uh, it's always interesting when you have a rookie coming to the NFL, especially when they take over a team that's not, you know, that hasn't been good for a while uh, in terms of expectations. But I, I, I like Joe Burrow, and I think he's going to uh, – I think he'll, he'll be okay. I just think, you know, if people think that he's going to come over and be spectacular after watching those LSU games, got to temper expectations a little bit. But I think, I think he'll be good. Uh, do you have a, a viewpoint either way? So, so I think the, the, the one thing I would say is if you look at how the Cincinnati Bengals ran their offense – um, you know, in in the Zach Taylor world last year, and you look at uh, the St. Louis, sorry, St. Louis, Los Angeles Rams, you, you see an uncanny resemblance in that this is a team that wants to play eleven personnel most of the time. So, and I know Burrow played in a very wide open offense um, at LSU, a lot of playmakers there. You know, the playmakers here, I think they have some interesting ones, and certainly a guy stepping in who who hasn't stepped on the field in. in I think about I think he's missed his last 18 games or something like that, and I'm talking about AJ Green. But yeah, so I, I think Burrow's going to be an offense that that is going to be look looking to move the ball down the field um, with a with an 11 personnel most of the time. So from a fantasy perspective, and you know I expect this team to be behind a lot. You know I, I think there are some interesting things there. I think one of the one of the one of the benefits that Cincinnati gets this year is they almost get two number one picks this year in that. They had the benefit of getting their number one pick from last year, who was the seventh seventh pick in the draft, and that's Jonah Williams from Alabama. So they do get a bolstering on their offensive line and maybe get to do things, you know, with more efficiency than they were able to do last year. Yeah, 
Yeah, I would I, I would agree with that. You know, uh, we'll get to the receivers in a, in a you know in a minute. Uh, but I, I think you know they may play um, some personnel uh, with four receivers out there. I mean, I think that could be part of the thinking uh, by taking T. Higgins um, with their second round pick. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Let's get to Joe Mixon. You love Joe Mixon. Um, you never give up on him. You don't care if Cincinnati is fifteen and one or one and fifteen. You just love the player. So have at it. Tell us uh, all the things that you love about Joe Mixon and what your expectations are for him with a you know a rookie quarterback. So it's it's really funny. Last year, uh, um, uh, our boy Jimmy Eno and I were partners, and and I I think I drafted Joe Mixon as my number one back on that team uh, in, in a snake draft. And, and, and Jimmy was giving me a lot of grief in the beginning of the season. And if we looked at Joe Mixon's start of the season, he had some horrific lines. I mean, I'm talking about like eight carries for 10 yards, 11 carries for 17 yards. It was a disaster in the first eight games of the season for Joe Mixon. His highest, uh, I think his highest output was like 90 yards rushing, and he was doing nothing. And then I look at the second half of the season, and Joe Mixon touched the ball 30 times a game in at least four of those last eight games. He was a completely different player. He had all five of his touchdowns in the second half of the year, all four of his 100-yard games in the second half of the year. And this is a guy that really came on as the season went on. So I'm hoping people remember that. Because I think the team understood what they have in the player. So, yes, I like Joe Mixon. I hope this contract situation doesn't get in the way. And then I'd want to ask you, I'm worried that Gio Bernard is going to be a cap casualty on this team. And I want to ask you about the two running backs behind Bernard. And there were both guys that were banged up last year, and that's Travion Williams and Rodney Anderson. And is there a between those two guys, would you favor one of them as a potential backup for Mixon? But yeah, to answer your question, love Mixon. You love Mixon, but I'll tell you something about the Bengals' running back situation. Um, yeah, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with, with Gio, how that's going to play out. But the Bengals did something. A little interesting. When the XFL um, went down, immediately they signed Jacques Patrick from Florida State. And I have a feeling that that is a name and a player to keep an eye on and follow what is going on with Joe Mixon. Um, I think he's he, – he, brings a different running style than those other guys. So I think if that Joe Mixon thing doesn't, you know, work out or it gets to what Melvin Gordon happened with the Melvin Gordon and the Chargers uh, last year, I think Jockeys Patrick from Florida State who played in the XFL and looked dynamic uh, and got signed immediately by the Bengals is a name and running back to keep an eye on above those other players who were behind him due to injuries on the depth chart. Uh, so I think, you know, the Cincinnati backfield overall between uh, the, what Joe Mixon may be doing and if Gio is going to be a cap, you know, casualty, um, keep an eye on that one. Uh, I think, uh, like I said, Patrick is a name and a player to keep a close eye on. That's a good one. like that one. Excellent. 
All right. Yeah, so, uh, you know, moving to wide receiver, um, you know, I think the Bengals have uh, a wide receiver who people in the fantasy world are all over the place about. And I'd like to get your view on the great A.J. Green, and I mean great when he's able to stay on the field. This is a guy, year in, year out, he was a top five fantasy wide receiver. Now, due to injuries and, you know, out of sight, out of mind, he's kind of an afterthought completely. So, what are your views on A.J. Green? We'll get to the other guys, you know, Boyd and Ross and, and, and their rookie T. Higgins. But what, what's, your, what's your overall philosophy uh, or strategy, if you will, on A.J. Green coming into this year? Are you in the camp of can't trust him at all, hasn't stayed on the field? Are you in the uh, belief of if his value falls low enough, I'll take a flyer? Or you believe – this is a player who is not nearly valued as high as he should be, and I'm going to make a concerted effort to get this player. So I would land in the middle. Um, so he's 31 years old now. Uh, they they do have some other talent um, at wide receiver, and you mentioned you mentioned Boyd in the drafting of T. Higgins. He's got to stay on the field. And when he was on the field in the first half of 2018, this was a guy that was on his way to a pretty big season. I, I actually owned the player in a couple of leagues. I, I was devastated by the injury. But at the time when he got hurt, which was he basically played only eight games because he got knocked out very early in his ninth game of the year. But he had 46 catches for, for just about 700 yards and six touchdowns at that point in 2018. And we haven't seen him on the field since then. So I want to believe if he comes back healthy and able to play, that his value will have slipped enough in these drafts because of the afterthought, and he'll come as a later pick in a roto draft, and he'll be much cheaper than he normally would be in, in, in an auction draft, and you can get a player at a substantial discount because of the injuries that may be able to step up and really be a number one receiver. So, yeah, I, I, but I'd like to see the price be – uh, appropriate. How about that? Yeah, I think that's fair. You know, I, I think the one thing that A.J. Green had going for him uh, all of those years, aside from the fact that he's an immense talent when he's able to stay on the field, is that the, the rapport he had with Andy Dalton. Um, and Dalton would trust him so much, and even to the point of force-feeding him the ball, not caring about double coverage. Well, would you be concerned if you are belief that A.J. Green is going to make a resurgence, if you will? Because I'm thinking about this, that now it's kind of like everyone's on a fresh start here with Burrow, and Burrow spreads the ball out. He got he was playing with NFL receivers, several of them at LSU. Uh, Randy Moss's son at tight end, who's capable. So he was able to spread the ball out. Do you concern yourself with a rookie quarterback now? The advantage that A.J. Green had is kind of gone because it's a, a fresh start. Now, in essence, all of these guys are kind of getting to know Burrow at the same time. Yeah, and it hurts. Like I said, this really hurts that they haven't had a you know a a typical um, preseason. And I think, especially in this case, it's a you know it's damaging to a rookie trying to develop a rapport. I, I would like to think that AJ Green, being a seasoned veteran, though, will utilize his stature in the league and being a veteran and and really taking control of a situation and 
you know, that's that that's going to be the the kind of the the leg that I stand on. That AJ Green will apply himself and, and make sure that number one, he's still the number one option on this on this team from the passing game, but really help Joe Burrow as much as he can. So yeah, so I think I, it's, it's a player that I'm going to be trying to get um, at a significantly discounted prices. Not that I'm going to use look to get him in every league, but I'll probably own him in a couple of leagues, knowing how successful he's been in the past in the league. Yeah, do you, I'm just wondering, do you think the fact that a combination, the fact that the Bengals have, if, if A.J. Green could stay on the field, and Boyd, and Ross, and their rookie uh, T. Higgins, combined with the fact that they really don't have explosiveness at the tight end position, do you think that they're going to you know, be playing with four receivers often? Yeah, I think they could be. You know, guys like, um, you know, you mentioned Higgins, and, and, and he's a rookie, so he's got things to learn. There was a few games last year where Alex Erickson, who was playing in the slot due to injuries a lot, had a couple of really big games as well. So, yeah, I could easily see that happening. I, I want to say this. I think I think Boyd, uh, Tyler Boyd, is, 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 is perhaps one of the most underrated players in fantasy, he's caught 166 balls the last two years. Both 1,000-yard seasons, he's averaged six, six TDs a season. Now, granted, like we said, he only played half a season with A.J. Green. That's it. But, you know, you can't ignore that type of production. So, And, and we know with the Rams, and I hate to keep going back to the Rams, but you have to use those parallels because I think Zach Taylor coming from that system looks at that. You know, they got plenty of production from two receivers. And, and you know, you look at Woods and, and, and Cooper Cup la the last couple of seasons. So could something like that happen here again? Absolutely. You know, John Ross, former top 10 pick. Always been hurt, as fast as can be. I'm not saying that I'm d depending on this guy, and certainly the Bengals aren't either because they haven't offered him an extension. He's, he's going to be free to walk next year. But I can see this team playing four wide a lot. Yeah, I think I think that's so. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have, you know, much to add. Like I said, not much firepower at tight end, and uh, you know, uh, as far as defense and kicker, really, you know, nothing really bad from my side. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Yeah, no, no, no. Just I'm just gonna say this. I I think I think Tyler Boyd is 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 probably one of the more underappreciated wide receivers out there. So I, I would say do not forget that on draft day. Where 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 do you have that player? Do you have him in that right in that mix between ten and you know fifteen and thirty? Is he right in that lump into that group? Uh, I would say he is probably in going to be in most leagues at the back end of that group. I, I would okay. like I, I like him I, I like him kind of more in the twenty-ish range. How about that? He's in that yeah, so he yeah, so he's in that group between fifteen and thirty somewhere. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, I mean I think that goes to show how much depth there is at the wide receiver position, which we will definitely get into when we get into position breakdown. But absolutely great job and uh yeah, I think I think we're on to Cleveland after this, right? Absolutely. On to Cleveland. All right, good stuff. Thanks, Wiz. Got it.